Alright, it is game week and welcome to Between the Horns presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. I'm JB Long. It is Bill's Mafia. It is Rams House this Thursday night at SoFi Stadium to kick off the 2022 campaign. Let's introduce our panel. As always, we are pleased to be joined by Maurice Jones-Drew. MJD, how many fantasy football drafts do you have between now and tonight? Uh, finished them all last week. Didn't break many tables. I'm hiding all my tables for tomorrow, uh, Thursday night. Cause we don't want to, we don't want to have to revisit anything, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm in 12 leagues. I tried to back off, but I'm, I'm addicted. I have a problem. You know how I know it's uh, time for week one because it's my lovely wife's birthday and I'm hanging out with you just like every September. Oh, this is the nice. <laughs> Help DeMarco far. What do I do over here? Oh, do the best you can, man. <laughs> uh, immerse yourself in football. That's about all we can do. Yeah. I, I can't wait to, uh, See how well the Bills Mafia, uh, you know, represents it so far. I know the Rams fans will be there, so it'll be fun. There'll be no table breaking this Thursday. I hate to uh, inform you guys of that. All right. And last but not least, Erica Tamposi, a.k.a. Ricky Hollywood, host of the, the Rams' latest podcast, Ricky's Ram Jam. How did episode one go? It was so much fun. Thanks, JB. It was awesome. If you haven't checked it out, um, it's on YouTube now. It's on your audio podcast. And JB, DeMarco, MJD... Like you're not getting too far because you got to add that to your rotation now too. So the season started and we've got more content that we're all we're all doing together. <laughs> what is the maximum number of podcasts that one individual is allowed to contribute to, and how close are you to that upper threshold? I think I think I maybe surpassed it. Maybe I do need to just log off now and just like take a walk because yeah. it's too much. <laughs> more. Well, not that anyone needs a warm up, but uh, why don't we ease into this uh, season opening edition of Between the Horns? Uh, I've got a few questions just to get us, you know, like calisthenics, verbal calisthenics. All right. Um, How about someone not named Cooper Cup who you like to score the first touchdown of 2022, preferably on Thursday night? DeMarco, who comes to mind? Man, wow. The first guy not named Cooper Cup. Um, I'll go with running back Cam Akers. And I'll say this, I'm about two yards out at the end of a 17-play drive that that, that that spans about eight minutes, that just wears, wears them out. Uh, Matthew Stafford has to throw the football four times in that same drive. Absolutely, that would be great. That means you're controlling the line of scrimmage. That means you're taking it to the Bills. You're wearing them out. So, And I want to see this guy get into the end zone. So anyone not named Cooper Cup, got to be Cam Akers for me. 600 days since his last trip to the end zone in that playoff game at Green Bay uh, before last year's unfortunate injury. Ricky, any ideas? So I, I really want it to be Alan, um, Alan Robinson just to get him sort of off of, you know, just start the season off right. But I'm also, and sorry if I'm, I'm stealing your thunder, MJD, I don't know who you're thinking of, but I am so excited to see Tyler Higby back out there and just to add another pass catching weapon to this whole entire offense like it's just going to be so exhilarating so you guys have taken everyone at the <laughs> okay uh first of all demarco I, I that was such a bad how do you take a running back when you know that i was going to take the running back i didn't know you're gonna take the running back right and then erica you take alan robinson and higby how does that happen i mean how do we do this so i guess for me um, one I was going to say, you know, JB is, is going to be Allen Robinson. I think who's going to score the first one because it's too easy to throw that fade ball that we saw in Cincinnati. I think that's just going to be too easy of a throw and a completion when you get in the tight red zone. Um, but if there's going to, if I'm going to pick one person, I want it to be 
Kyron Williams. I mm. think Kyron Williams coming back in and showing that versatility is going to help out as well. I know it's going to be a long shot for him to get it to probably have it, but to now have your third back be able to score the first touchdown, look mm. how much pressure that puts on the defense every time these guys are out there. They may be when you go two backs and they both are out in the, at, in the wide receiver position and he's able to run a route or he takes a handoff like DeMarco said about Cam Akers, but to have three backs that can contribute and to have your rookie coming off a broken foot be able to contribute like we've we've heard Sean McVay rave about, uh, I think that would be huge. It would be a huge boost of confidence for him and it put a lot of stress on the defense. How about a Jalen Ramsey pick six? Yeah, I'm going defense. Yeah, the words right out of my mouth. Uh, Aaron Donald has yet to score an NFL touchdown. We talked about that during training camp. Maybe you can try and speak that into existence. Wow, that'd be fun. Not only we have to the playoffs last year. All right, let's go to uh, social media next. I'm sure you all saw this. Odell Beckham Jr. tweeting that he's going to play for the winner of Bills Rams this season. Maurice, you buying or selling? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and sell that. I mean, he must know the Rams are going to win then, right? Because his locker is still in the locker room. Yes. Fully tilt, ready to go. Like, I mean, I get it, and I love the attention. I love the 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 banter between Odell and the Bills Mafia and Von Miller and the Rams and all that. That all sounds good and dandy. But Odell's coming back. He's coming home. Let's just – we'll just wait until November to see him. I'm excited. Um but, that, I mean, if, if that's the case, then that means he knows the Rams are going to win. All right, one other element just to get us in the uh, Bills' state of mind. Let's flash back to Orchard Park 2020. Fourth down and eight after one of the great comebacks in NFL history. The Rams have the lead. Are we all in agreement this controversial P.I. call on Darius Williams still should not have been a flag on the throat of Gabriel Davis? What P.I. on Darius? Where? <laughs> Show it to me. No. Really, stop it and highlight Yeah, slow it slow it down right here. Where? Ridiculous. It does not exist. Come on. Phantom call. Home cookie. Across the game-winning touchdown with 15 oh. seconds to go one play later. All right, so we're off and rolling. Um, and we've already talked about Von Miller, uh, one of the players switching sides in this uh, game. So here's my thought for week one. Can Bobby Wagner and Allen Robinson – outperform Vaughn for four quarters, right? Because the Rams reallocated some of that money that they might have had set aside for Vaughn Miller to come back for year two. Uh, can you get more out of those two players, offense and defense, than Vaughn impacts the game come Thursday? Uh, I'll say yes, but that doesn't mean Vaughn Miller can't still beat you in certain situations. If it's tight, say they're ahead, you got to go – you have a two-minute drive. That's where Von Miller is most dangerous. When it's just all out pass for us, get the Matthew Stafford. That's scary. But absolutely, I think Allen Robinson, his contribution to the offense with Cooper Cup, going back to that first question, I hope it is Cooper Cup that scores the first touchdown. Imagine what SoFi would sound like when he does. But Allen Robinson is going to get his. If they're going to devote that much attention to Cooper Cup and you have to, he's going to be singled up. That's why he's here. That's why they brought him in. And Bobby Wagner, man, how long has he been with this football team? Six months, less than that, and he's already captain. You know what I'm saying? So I think those two guys will definitely outproduce a Von Miller, but that does not mean Von Miller can't still beat you in certain situations. Uh, I'll say this. Um, I think that the matchup that we haven't really talked about a lot, at least I haven't heard, is Bobby Wagner versus Josh Allen, right? And he has to win that matchup. He has to be the one to, you know, have the defense ready to go and, you know, disguise coverage and when he blitzes, get to the quarterback and get him down because we know Josh Allen can get out there. So, yes, I would say, you know, 
obviously Bobby Wagner and Alan Robinson are going to, they have to outperform as two guys to one, but it's more on Bobby Wagner to do that more than Alan Robinson, because he has to go against the guy that, you know, everyone's picking to win the Super Bowl and be the MVP off of how he's performed. And, you know, at the end of the day, let, let's go back to that 2020 game. How many times did the Rams have Josh Allen wrapped up and he was throwing guys off him? Well, right. Like it was, it was too many times. And so, if you do have a chance for your Bobby Wagner to get to him, you got to get to him and get him down. Hmm. Vaughn made a living on that front side of place for right-handed quarterbacks for much of his career in Denver, right? But he killed it on the blind side with the Rams playing opposite Leonard Floyd. Any guesses on which offensive tackle for the Rams he chooses to pick on or tries to pick on 24 hours from now? I mean, it has to, it has to be – not that that Joe Noteboom can't step in for Andrew Whitworth here, but I think that you're there are some issues, not issues necessarily, but some weaknesses with the offensive line. And I think for the Rams, I think Von Miller is going to really, really, really try to sort of prey on these weaknesses. So I I I'm excited to see it, but I also think that are, you know, the Rams offensive line is really going to have to step up and put a lot of energy on figuring out where he's going at all times. You're excited. I'm scared to death. Here's the thing with Von Miller. <laughs> um, he's, he's patient. He's a very patient hunter, so, which means he's going to line up on Boom. He's going to line up on Havenstein. He may even line up over a guard. He's looking at eyes, just like Sean McVay looks at corners. He, see, he wants to see who has the big eyeballs, who's not ready for the moment, and that's the guy he's going to pick on for the rest of the day. So he, he's multiple. Uh, he's, he's, he's very, very active with his right foot forward or left foot forward. It does not matter. The guy is probably going to Canton someday, but he's looking for the weakest link on that offensive line and he'll probe it for a quarter until he finds it. Now, I'll, I'll say this. I, I think a lot of it, we talk about Von Miller and what he was able to do when he was with the Rams. It's, it's a lot of it comes to coaching. We talked about this in Cincinnati as well. You have to have those tight splits and you have, you can't allow Von to have a lot of space to rush on no boom or Havenstein. You have to force him to be in that box. And that's what those tight snug splits you see by the wide receivers. It forces the defensive end to play in a box, right? And so, yes, Von Miller is a terrific rusher, but also you have to have a coaching scheme to be able to help your tackles out. I'm not going to go out and just be dropped back seven yards deep and let Von just rush up the field and do spin moves and dance. No, we're not doing all that. You're going to have to play in this. You're going to have to be uh, – you know how they say Superman used to go in that phone booth and come out like Clark? You're going to be in that phone booth. I don't oh, know yeah. if you're going to be Superman or not when you come out, but you're going to be in this phone booth where our tackles have a great chance to get their hands on you and and, and have a better chance to succeed. All right, we get the uh, final injury report here on a Wednesday. Uh, Van Jefferson hasn't practiced since his little injury set back over the summer. Not official yet, but let's assume that he's not out there for week one against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, on the other side of the equation, Tredavious White, one of the better corners in the league, began the year on the pup list for Buffalo. So that means they're going to start one of their rookies at corner, and presumably Dane Jackson, who was like a top 50 pro football focus graded corner in the other spot. Uh, how much of an advantage do you see that being, MJD, for the Rams receivers? Is, is that the most favorable matchup of Thursday night football? To be honest with you, JB, they run cover two. So me and you could play corner pretty much in cover two, right? <laughs> their safeties yeah, are pretty good. Help. Yeah, these are going to be the ones that you're going to kind of utilize a little bit more uh, or be the ones that have to put a little bit more, you're going to put more pressure on. And so when they plan those rookies, I don't really see much of an issue because all you're going to do is kind of reroute and then sink to the flat. 
And so the the, the thing is going to be, can you manipulate those safeties and find those holes in the cover two zone? Can you get after that middle linebacker? Now, on play action pass, like we saw against the Bengals at the very end of the season, that's where you're going to get those safety, those corners to kind of dive in, and maybe you can get the ball behind them. But when you're playing cover two all game, like the Buffalo Bills want to do and like they've done in the past, a rookie corner, a top 50 guy, it doesn't really matter because you have safety help all the time. Yeah. Spine of their defense, pretty good, DeMarco. Those linebackers, those safeties have been playing together for quite some time. Yeah, they have. Uh, you know, you're talking about the Bills defense, correct? Correct. Yeah, the yeah, Edmonds, yeah. Milano, pairing, and Poyer and Hyde. But but to Maurice's point, I do wonder what Leslie Frazier is going to do to cover up that secondary a little bit because they are inexperienced. And you do have Cooper Cup and you do have Allen Robinson coming the other way. So uh, cover two is great. Uh, drop to your area and hope that your pressure gets to the quarterback. Uh, but if I'm Matthew Stafford, believe the first read and gun the football out there and see if you can make something happen. Big plays will be in. And Cooper Cup, think about this. If you're going to sit back in that shell, Cooper Cup's going to tear you apart. Really, what, what guy do they have that can keep up with him in the slot? Oh, wait, exactly. Uh, so I, I think this will bode well for the Rams, having that a young secondary for the Bills, as long as you keep Ed Oliver and you keep Von Miller out of the backfield and off of Matthew Stafford. Hey, Taron Johnson in the slot's probably their best corner of, of the group that we just talked about, so that could be a matchup to watch. Ricky, what else is on your mind as we anticipate week one? I'm just I I'm really looking forward to this coaching battle as well. I feel like we're 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 talking McDermott sometimes can get left as maybe more of an underrated coach than I think. Um he I think he is a really great coach and I think to watch him, you know, go against McVay and Raheem Morris and all these people like the scheme and the the actual coaching ability that I think we're going to see from these two teams tomorrow night is something that I'm actually really excited to watch. MJD, uh, Ken Dorsey for Brian Dable on the uh, offensive coordinator role for the Bills and Josh Allen. Any impact? A big deal or no deal? I think it's a big deal. I mean, this is going to be Ken Dorsey's first time calling a game on primetime television on Thursday night football, right, to start the season. And so, they're going to be plays, and he has weapons and guys that he can go to. He's going to have some key pl- uh, plays that he wants to get to. But when it's third and 10 or third and eight in the third quarter and you have to dial up a play where Josh Allen has to sit in the pocket a little bit and Aaron Donald's storming down, what protection are you going to call, right? What, <laughs> what scheme have you run? And so that's when I think the game starts to get interesting uh, where it's a little different for the Bills than what it was before. And it's always tough being a first-year coordinator. Um you know, we got lucky with Sean being the first year play caller uh, for the Rams. He called a couple uh, games for the, the 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 Washington football team or the Redskins or the Commanders, or whatever they were then. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he got to to L.A., he was lucky enough to not have to play a team that put pressure on him, right? In the in the Colts, and so this is different for Ken Dorsey. Now you're going against the Super Bowl champions, and that, that may be something. Again, people haven't talked about him being the first time play caller and how it'll affect Josh Allen and how Josh Allen be will he still play the same way he played like he did the last couple of years. I know that play call, Maurice. It's called Twins Right Hop H Motion. Run for your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great that's a great point, MJD. And I feel like this is the first time any of us have said this is that they are the reigning Super Bowl champs and they're at their home field and they're they're underdogs. The Bills are two point five favorites, two and a half 
uh, point favorites, which to me is like blowing my mind that all these rankings and power rankings are coming out and everything. Yes, the Bills, they're Super Bowl favorites. A lot of people are picking them. Josh Allen is a quarterback that nobody can seem to sack at all times. But I think like everything that we've just talked about breaking down you know, these matchups to watch and all this, we're the, they're the reigning Super Bowl champions. We've got Matt, Matt Stafford. Our rookies are looking incredible and stepping up to the plate. We have undrafted free agents kicking ass in the preseason. Like why, why, what, what is, this is, this is incredible to me. That they're fa- that Buffalo's favored. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can answer that for you. I, I, uh, I think I kind of get it. Um, look, the Rams are dropping banners. They're getting rings. The Super Bowl hangover. Is the like, energy alone tomorrow night is going to be out of control. But think of how Buffalo's season ended. Really. Mahomes ripped your heart out with 13 seconds to go. So they've been sitting on that since then. So I could see. And the rosters are kind of even. And if you look into who the Rams lost, you might think Buffalo might have a better chance to win with the motivation factor. But like Maurice said, like you guys are saying, this is a defending championship team for a reason. Matthew Stafford is still here. Aaron Aaron Donald is still here. Jalen Ramsey is still here. So there are reasons, but being favored for one game, it's it's really no big deal. So I'll say this, and I, I have to say this because for some reason we forget how Buffalo lost that game to the to the Chiefs. Oh. They lost it because of their defense, and they lost because they didn't have a running game. What did they do? I mean, you add Von Miller, but it wasn't the pass rush that that caused them to lose that game. It was the coverage. It was Mahomes. Right? It was Mahomes. It was the coin. It was a coin, was a coin the, really. Okay, the coin, however you want to call it. But this is the thing. You didn't really address your secondary, but you did with a, a, a rookie, right? And then you didn't really address your running game. The Buffalo Bills won't win if Josh Allen continues to lead them in rushing year after year after year. I'm just, I mean, that is just what happens. And so I see it as they may try to run the ball this week. They may, but if you don't consistently have an efficient running game, it's going to be tough to win any type of championship, any type of playoff game, period. What do you have against Singletary Moss and adding James Cook, who's probably the best pass-catching threat they've had in their backfield during this this nucleus? It's Well, that's the problem. Out of the backfield pass-catching, you got to turn around and hand the ball off to these dudes, and you have to be willing to call runs. They don't yeah. – it's not against – it's nothing against them. It's just that they don't call runs, right? They – if they do call run, it's a quarterback sweep. Josh Allen is their best runner. So that, that that's hits. That's more pressure on your quarterback. When you run the ball with a running back, it gives the quarterback a chance to take a deep breath and relax, right? Because he doesn't have to worry about everything that's going on. Um, they put too much pressure on Josh Allen week after week, after play, after play, after game, after game, to make the right move and the right play all the time. And he'll mess up. And so I think eventually they'll realize that they have to turn around and hand the ball off 20 times a game just to give him 20 breaks from having to read coverages and run and take hits. You know who their offensive line coach is, right? No. Aaron Cromer. Aaron Cromer. He's back. Oh, boy. And, and so is Ryan. There, too. Yeah. So that had a pretty good showing with the Tennessee Titans at SoFi last year. Oh, boy. Titanic matchup. So – uh, Cromer being there, having familiarity with this defense, and Aaron Donald and Roger playing him, um, yeah, uh, I, I would I would bet they try to run the football. Let's see if they have success. Hmm. All right, let's spin this back to the Rams roster and go a little bit bigger picture as we wind down this season kickoff edition of Between the Horns. All throughout training camp, we've been talking about breakout stars, uh, who's shining, uh, who's got a contract extension. 
How about someone that we haven't mentioned in a while, maybe an under the radar name who you think might be critical, might be instrumental to getting the Rams to where they want to go here in 2022? I don't want to put anyone on the spot, but feel free to dive in if a name pops in your mind like, hey, we haven't mentioned this individual in quite some time. DeMarco, you're nodding. Yeah. Well, is it is it fair to, to say, you know, Taylor Rapp is under the radar, second round pick, and he was the starter. Um, you know, he was absent in the postseason due to concussions. So I'll be honest, and I've had conversations with him this year in training camp. I about wrote the kid off. Um, he went out with concussions. That's tough. It's a high impact area playing playing safety in the National Football League. So uh, you could have trouble. You can struggle. But the guy has come back a hitter. He's come back more physical than he was before the concussion. So, yeah, I mean, it'll it'll be nice to have Taylor Rapp affecting games again. And I think that's going to happen tomorrow night. Hmm. Knox, a pretty good tight end, just got a contract extension for the Bills today as we speak. Who wants to go next? MJD, Eric, I want to drop a name on us. I'll drop, I'll drop one. Um, I'll go Brian Allen. We haven't talked much about the center, and we know that this interior offensive line struggles with big defensive tackle. Uh, Ed Oliver is not the the smallest guy in the world, <laughs> and he's quick and he's explosive. And if you're going to be able to get to Stafford, it's going to be uh, from the po- inside the pocket, right, where he can't get out of the way, um, where he can't step up. So uh, I would say that those interior three, Coleman Shelton, who I know you interviewed, JB, Ryan Allen and David Edwards have to find a way to really lock down that interior pressure. Because if we look at the games the Rams struggled in last year, it was the Tennessee Titans with Je- uh, Jeffrey Simmons mm-hmm. or the the Niners, right? Or the other teams, the Eagles in the past, guys with big defensive tackles that push the pocket are, are things that are struggling. I, and I, I'll say this to the day I die. If the Rams figure out how to stop that, they're going to be unstoppable. Hmm. Yeah, contract year for David Edwards, Ricky Hollywood. Yeah, so I'm excited. Um, I know I use this word excited way too much. I need to get a new vocabulary. But also someone that we haven't, we've talked about it, but not in, in depth yet. And I'm interested to watch sort of who steps up if Van Jefferson doesn't play. So as of now, he's day to day. It doesn't seem likely, but, you know, things can change. Is it, is it? Ben Skoranek, is it Tutu stepping in for that third? Yes, you know, they'll, Tyler Higby will be out there. So maybe there won't be three wide receivers um, or who they're rotating through at that point. But I'm interested to watch sort of who steps up into this third wide receiver position in the meantime. Yeah, I think snap counts at wide receiver could be fascinating to watch in week one. We hope that Van Jefferson is back uh, sooner rather than later. I'll go with Troy Hill here as my name that I don't think I specifically have talked about in a while. And I go back to the beginning of training camp. I think I said something to the effect that he will be the most impactful move from draft weekend, right? Mm -hmm. Getting him back here in Los Angeles, his versatility, his experience, allowing Jalen Ramsey to flex his full potential and play all over the field the way that Raheem Morris wants him to be able to do. Because DK and because so many of the other young members of that secondary uh, starred in the preseason. I think I've kind of gravitated away, or my attention has from Troy Hill. Um, let's not forget, he, he played a couple of great seasons uh, here mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. He's thrilled to be back in, in his home area, and especially going up against a Bills roster that's going to play a lot of three receivers. They've got is it Isaiah McKenzie, I think, taking over primarily, but they got Jamison Crowder too. I think that could be the slot could be an area of the field where tomorrow's game could be defined, going in both directions. Uh, Cooper Cup on the Rams side on offense and Troy Hill on defense. Good pick. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, look, I hope Troy Hill has recovered from whatever happened in Cleveland because the guy that left L.A. was an absolute baller. So let's hope that guy still exists. Yep. All right. One uh, lap around the room. Final thoughts as we uh, turn our attention towards week one. SoFi Stadium under the Thursday night lights. A new season kicks off right where the prior one ended. MJD, you have the tee. Uh, I just can't wait to get that fist bump and that hug from you, JB, because that means the season's <laughs> back and it's ready to go. And we're here. And so Come that's on. it. There, there's nothing more to it. I just can't wait to be in that ball. booth with you and seeing DeMarco and, and getting after it. Check the forecast, MGD. I don't think you're worried about hugs and fist bumps. Come on, man. Give me some That's all that matters to me. That's all that. that, Hey, hey, we're not on the field anymore, DeMarco. My field is right there next to JB. That's my quarterback. That's my Stafford. Wow. Maurice, just check check the forecast because I don't know if jeans and a hoodie are going to cut it tomorrow. 80 plus degrees in the five o'clock hour. I know. What am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? This is Maurice weather, man. It's not cold. Come on now. Uh, speaking of wardrobe, Ricky Hollywood, I know you got some special kicks that you want to break out for uh, week one. Yeah, I got some new some new uh, airs, Jordan um, Air Ones that I'm excited to to show tomorrow. Oh, yellow man. and blue, gonna wow. gonna rock those. And I'm also for those that are in SoFi, um, excited to see Ozzy Osbourne do the halftime wow. show. That is going to be interesting. Um, it's going to rock. And it's also, what is he, like 79 years old at this point? Like, is he going to bite the bad head off again? That's all I can think about at all times. So I'm, I'm going to sneak out of the press box for that one and just like really try to take it all in. Marco, I think Ozzy's made your pregame playlist once or twice. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's never left it. Absolutely. Uh, JB, this one is for, for kind of you and Maurice. When's the last time the Rams had the middle linebacker that led the team in tackles? Oh. Yep. Did, Cor- <laughs> did Corey Littleton not? It, Corey Littleton in 2019. There. Yeah. So it will be nice to get back to a traditional defense. Not to say that. When a safety leads your team in tackles, it's bad because the Rams won the Super Bowl with it. But it will be nice to get back to a traditional defense where either Bobby Wagner or Ernest Jones, because of Bobby Wagner, is leading this defense in tackles. So of everybody we mentioned, I cannot wait to see Bobby Wagner take the field in a Rams uniform. This is going to be a whole lot of fun. So I can't wait for Thursday. And I want a victory Friday. How about that? I'm used to victory Mondays. Victory Friday works for me, too. That's three days. Well, it's great to kick off the season this way with all of you, Eric, MJD, DeMarco, Farr. Uh, Let's gather in Englewood nice and early and get ready for that uh, banner to drop before the Rams turn their attention to the Buffalo Bills. Thank you for being with us this week and every week on Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers.